Hey, this is Nate. Thanks for checking out the show. Uh, real quick, if you want to help us out um, and you're a big fan of the show, cruise over to iTunes right now and leave us a review. Um, all the reviews help, and uh, that'd be awesome. So go do that real quick if you can, and we appreciate it. And enjoy the show. Thanks. His name was Sasquatch, so I'm told. Welcome to Don't Feed the Trolls Bigfoot episode. Yeah. We've spoken about it quite a bit over the past uh, few months. Uh, we're finally doing a Bigfoot episode because we were trying to do another topic and Nate was bored and tired of it and he said, why don't we just do Bigfoot? So we figure go where the juice is, right? Go where the energy is. Sometimes you got to follow the energy into the woods. Yeah, you got to follow the juice into the woods and see if it <clears throat> is an eight foot tall ape-like Harry mammal primate <laughs> so the juice is always with bigfoot with nate we've we've talked about bigfoot quite a bit in our own private conversations and we're going to talk about bigfoot or sasquatch or i guess would yeti be in the same family nate oh yeah all these all these giant apes uh intelligent apes we'll we'll talk about them in a minute but first we have a new patron uh over at patreon.com slash don't feed the trolls where you can support us. We have a $5 pledge. Grayson Smith, who I actually know, he's my wife's cousin, uh, cousin's husband. Look at that. Yeah, so it's our family reaching out and supporting us. Thank you, Grayson, and thanks for listening. He uh, also sent us an email, and I thought it was funny, so I'm going to read it. This is from Grayson. Hey, I just spent about eight hours today listening to the podcast on my way back to Vancouver from Shambhala this weekend. I don't know where that is. Uh, he lives up in Canada, though. I didn't have a decent radio, so I turned my phone on speaker and tucked it into my collar. With you two uh, having been inches from my ear since this morning, I feel like I can still hear phantom matinate voices in my head. Probably didn't help that I had over a pound of LSD, shrooms, weed, and MDMA <laughs> in the car. Good thing there were no cops around. Yak without the attack. Has that one been used? Grayson. And the funny thing uh, I thought about that email was that Grayson is a cop. So <laughs> that was the joke. No, welcome to Don't Feed the Trolls, where we yak without the attack. Exactly. Now we've used it. Thanks, Grayson. Thanks, Grayson. Appreciate it. So, Nate, Nate, let's jump right into it. The best intro for this podcast I can possibly give you is the story about how this podcast almost happened last time. So, my buddy, who uh, was in a band that Sherwood toured with, and I'll just keep everything kind of loose and anonymous, because nobody likes to be attached to this subject for some reason, which is something we can talk about, but I don't care because I can't go any lower than, than I already have gone in my life. So this is it. Um, <laughs> so I text my buddy who texted me about three years ago and he goes, you're never going to guess. I go, what? He goes, the drummer in our band, his wife saw a Bigfoot in Kentucky and they don't talk about it. Right. So I had his number in my phone for like a year. I texted him, hey, this is random. I do a podcast. Would your wife want to come on the show and talk about her encounter with Bigfoot? We're cool, I promise. He texted me back, we just filed for divorce yesterday. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know why I laughed. That's not the response. You, your body just starts laughing because it's just well, so comically bad, you know? So, Oh, I, I screenshotted it and sent it to my friend, but uh, and he just wrote back, <laughs> oh, my gosh, I can't believe I'm laughing. This is terrible, but this is hilarious. So anyway, why? When did you start believing in Bigfoot? Like what? What happened? 
here's how it went down. So I used to drive down with my wife to Florida, and then we'd get to Florida and hang out for a couple of days and then drive home. Well, my mother-in-law and wife went to the mall or something, and there was like a seven-hour Finding Bigfoot marathon TV show. And I was right. like, okay, I'm in Florida. It's 150 degrees outside. I'm just going to sit down and watch this TV show. And you just kind of see people person after person after person saying that they saw this animal and you're like, wait a minute, this isn't a joke? I thought this was a joke. <laughs> like town halls of people all over the US, everyone's coming in and they just continually say the same sort of stuff and you're like, they can't all be actors. Come on, something's up here. So it's more of like, uh, it started off with a, how well do you think you know if people are lying or not? Really? Right. Because hundreds of people say they've seen the thing, and either you're going to be able to like be a detective and say all of them are lying, or some of them are telling the truth. Well, but there's also a third option there. It's that they believe they saw Bigfoot, and they actually believe it. They're telling the truth, but it was not what they thought it was. It's not like they're either liars or telling the truth. Science, science would say seeing is not always believing. Seeing... Your optic nerve is connected. There's the power of suggestion. There's or people are actually seeing something, and they have been describing the same animal for the last 300 years, which is basically how far they can track back Bigfoot sightings. And they even go back to like wow, basically Native American reservations where they've calculated there's over a hundred Native American names for Bigfoot, um, and Sasquatch wow. being the most prominent of all those names. So that that was a Native American name. Yeah. Oh. I mean, it sounds Native American if you really yeah, think about it. It does. So Bigfoot, the history goes is that the Native Americans actually had a lot of problems with Bigfoots and um, would battle them. And particularly women and children uh, were very vulnerable to these creatures. And at night they would come in and wreak havoc on their, their settlements, their areas. And so they would go out in these droves and try to kill these creatures and um bury them and there's all these weird like ancient burial mounds big mounds of big big burial sites around the united states but they can't excavate them because they're native american and they're protected okay so you're saying if if you could there would there would be a high likelihood of finding bigfoot bones i wonder i wonder but that's that's some of the theories out there that they are they were buried and they were hunted and they were in big they were in greater numbers back in the day and now the numbers have dwindled there's probably 5 to 10,000 of these living in North America there's that many yeah it's very rare to see one but there's about 5 to 10,000 of them in North America yeah i mean how would you how do you even come up with that number no one's ever no one's ever documented one existing on a scientific level they say there's about 4 to 500 credible witnesses a year like people who aren't just randos like pe- right. someone who works for some bureaucracy or some division of government says hey i saw this on my land here's the reporting based on the the sightings they can make an estimation of population yeah so there's sightings so they've been able to like kind of narrow them down around the u.s and say okay here's where they are this is the credibility based on these numbers there's probably a small population of five to ten thousand but there are different types of them so people see brown ones, people see red ones, people see black ones, and people have even seen gray ones. Yeah, I've heard personal stories of people hearing whistling or th- throwing rocks. Yes, so you've done some research. Well, no, this is just like people who have told me that they encountered 
a Sasquatch because I'm I'm from the Northwest. You know, we got we got mountains and hills and yeah, nature, and so there are there are people that you know come out and profess to experience you know their dogs barking and nothing Big was there. In backyard. Someone 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 threw a rock at them and they heard a whistling and yeah, they felt like they were being watched and then like something crashed through the you know the branches behind them and yeah stuff like that you know basically all anecdotal but like enough for them to be terrified and and feel like it was bigfoot see and that's the thing it's like it's people who don't believe in bigfoot who most of the time they're like look i didn't i don't even really want to say it's it was bigfoot but it's it's got to be because i don't really believe in bigfoot but this thing was 10 foot tall it had the shoulders of three NFL linebackers and <laughs> it was ripping tree limbs out of the side of the, the hill. Like it was nothing. So right. I think when you have things like that, you just kind of go, okay, there's enough to say something here. Now, if everyone was saying they saw like uh, a triceratops in the woods and then someone saw a fairy and someone saw a magical unicorn, right. I don't think anyone would even go down those rabbit trails, but people have been consistently describing the same animal for hundreds of years. And that's the interesting thing me yeah but what would you say to people who go okay none of us have ever seen uh, a dinosaur sure no one's seen a dinosaur they lived billions of years ago yet here we have well some people say they've seen them. well sure but like no one's seen a t-rex you know like we from the jurassic period or whatever like we have this fossil record we have these bones we have these eggs we have yeah you know, we can put the bones together and we can go oh my gosh this great dragon beast actually existed the thing that i and i don't don't, like discredit people who see things yeah some people that is true but i don't think all of them are that yeah and perhaps not but i'm just like where is the fossil record where is the physical the thing about the evidence that people find is so much of it is faked or that's discovered to be fake so people really want it to exist like there's this scene of people who are like willing to fake footprints and fake fur and fake discoveries because it's like this this desire is there. It's to- like every couple of years someone does something like that. But I don't think for the most part you have people kind of risking sort of their – and this is the thing that I think is hard with our society. We can talk about this a little bit. There's certain topics that are taboo right. and science won't touch it. Science won't touch anything that's like paranormal because it's not empirical. It does you can't You can't test it. Well, let's just let's just back it all the way up here. People always go paranormal when they talk about Bigfoot. Why? There is no reason why anyone in their mind should say paranormal or aliens or. Well, that's the thing to me is I don't think the scientific community is against the discovery of Bigfoot or would try to. There's no conspiracy to shut down Bigfoot. I think every scientist. Well, there might be. Every biologist, every every animal scientist would want to be the one to have the first specimen so that they could be named after this new mammal that they've discovered. Okay, okay. Sure, everyone wants to discover a new species. I think there's somewhere between like 8 and 15 mammals discovered every year in the world. So it's... In the world. In the world. There's still mammals being discovered. I don't think people realize that. Um, Like big ones? Yeah, like sometimes like, you know, like a dog-sized animal. It's like, oh, we didn't know this Tasmanian devil lived in this part of the jungle over here. And it's like this nocturnal animal and i think right. what you have to do here is you have to say look science wants to put it in paranormal so it, so it doesn't have to touch it oh 
suddenly it comes back into normal territory because someone finds a body, then suddenly the white scientists rally around it and say, we've declared this to exist. And that's happened in historically, like, you know, in Asia, people knew that the giant pandas existed for thousands of years. Really? They're deep in the woods. People would go in there and they're like, hey, there's these giant pandas that live out there. And, and white American Western science is like, no, they don't exist. And then I think it was Theodore Roosevelt's kids shoot one, bring it out of the jungle. Suddenly the scientists are like, oh, we declare this to exist. <laughs> to me, it's like Christopher Columbus. Did he discover America? Like, okay, okay. No, but why do we still say he did? It's crazy. Right, 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 right. Okay, so there is precedent. That I'm not saying that there are no mammals left in the woods. Like I, obviously, so there is so much in our own world that we have not yet to discover. And this isn't the ocean. This is like the the land where humans have been living on right. for thousands of years. Right. They still the, don't know on the land what exists. The burden of proof is still on the Bigfoot believing community to to produce evidence. So for the for the scientific community, they definitely need a body, and everyone is at that point where even the like conservationists of this whole side, yes, they they exist. Wow, um, they're like leave them alone. Yeah, and there are laws in certain counties where you actually can kill one legally. There are laws in place about them, so they're only, like, we don't even go there. Like in Texas, there's areas that are like it's. There are places it's illegal, and there are places it's legal. That's what's to weird. To kill about. a Bigfoot. To kill a Bigfoot, yeah. It's like yeah and in... even though that they don't really have proof <laughs> that it exists. Yeah, so, or maybe they do, they just don't say it. The story, Sasquatch is the story. Bigfoot is the name. You can ride from Canada to Northern California. All up and down the Cascade Range. But if you go alone, friend, I'm here to warn you. Look out for the thing with a Bigfoot name. Look out for the thing with a Bigfoot name. From out of the Yakima. Friends kind of know I'm into this uh, subject. And. Um, sent me a sign it was like basically looked like a cow crossing sign but it was like a bigfoot and then the ranger actually told people hey people have been talking about this animal and seeing this animal keep your eyes open so wow. they're like the park ranger talking about it dude i'm actually thinking about it like <laughs> maybe you're not crazy after all and I'm, oh, like, I'm not saying anyone's crazy and that's the thing too is like when so. you know when the person i met told me about their encounter who was this why are they on the show right now well I, it was like years ago because i uh, I, went, I grew up in a farm town and so i was i was at some like river river bar party with all the hicks <laughs> wait a minute you and i have plenty to talk about you don't need to bring a guest on i remember being at matt hoops's house and you talked about reading that World War II book, and the guy wrote about seeing a family of Yetis. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, The Long Walk, which was, um, it's uh, Slavomir Rowitz, a uh, Polish uh, prisoner of war in World War II. He was taken to Siberia, and him and, like, six other people escaped. And when they escaped, they essentially walked from yep. Siberia, Russia, straight down and, and down into Kolkata. India. So they went through the Himalayas. I mean, it's beautifully written, realistic, their day-to-day struggle through the desert or through the mountains and but there's this one part of the book where he tells this story and the guy he's who's dictated the book t says later he was like, 
I was like, you can't put that in here. It's going to discredit the book. And he goes, this happened. They see two, I guess you might call them yetis in the Himalayas, chestnut brown. Um, one was taller and seemed male and one was smaller and seemed female, he said. Um, and they were on this kind of a ledge and they were walking back and forth and um, everybody was really quiet but they got afraid and they so they picked up snowballs and like tried to throw it at them to scare them away and they like were totally unfazed um <laughs> but, but they like m- meandered off and he was like yeah they were like one was like at least eight foot eight foot tall okay so you're reading this book it's like a world yeah, war ii I'm, I'm memoir reading, it's, like a, it's like a history it's like memoir and then in the middle of the book he talks about Seeing big and foot. this is what I'm trying to say. This kind of thing continues to happen in in a small form. Whether it's a police officer going on the nightly news saying, "I was in my patrol car. I was driving at night, and this ten foot tall thing ran across the front of my truck. Like I've never seen anything like it. It was running on two feet. You know, like he's risking his reputation in his community. Like yeah, he's yeah. crazy. And so you have this guy writing this memoir of this World War II, and he's trying to sell books. Like his his editor is a hundred percent smart. Don't include the Bigfoot story. Yeah. Don't include the Yeti story. And he's like, I'm a I'm a man yeah. of conviction. I saw this thing. I'm putting it in the book. Right. So, what makes you do that? I mean, there's... the truth makes you do that. That's what I think. Yeah, the human mind is is addicted to novel things. So novelty, something rare, something unique, some experience. Also, our 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 eyes are known to. I mean, this is me playing devil's advocate. Trick us. Um, we can hallucinate. Our brains can place things there that weren't there. I mean, if you ever stayed up too late or didn't have a good night's sleep, you see things in the road that aren't necessarily there. Yeah, but... You know, maybe it's a deer, but, like, your brain saw two legs instead of four. I think sometimes this happens, right? Sometimes you see things, like... But here's the here's sure. the problem, though. You have people whose lives are changed because of their encounters. People who are like hunters who are like, I've been going out hunting for 30 years. I've seen everything known to man. I looked through my scope. Right. I saw two eyes looking back at me. I have not been able to go outside in the woods since. It like legitimately uh, kind of... It's always it, interesting to me that like it's usually a guy alone where you're like, a, it's, it's a little bit more heightened sense of awareness that... It, you know, it's, it's it's rarely do these uh, encounters happen in groups. Well, they do happen sometimes in groups. They do happen like at campsites. They happen a lot more with like kids. Kids will be playing outside in their backyard and their backyard backs up to some woods. And they'll say this thing was peeking around trees and looking at me. There's hundreds and hundreds wow. of kids who said that. Um, and kids, you know, like they're uh, honestly sometimes some of the more honest like because they're just they're kids and they're like we saw this thing and right and sometimes you know kids can be just punk kids but uh but sometimes you know it's like well okay and then there's like women who uh, report seeing it because it's they're it's less intimidated or whatever hmm. I mean, you're talking hunters that are like i'm never gonna go hunting again because of this experience and uh well why were they so afraid was it aggressive did it you know i think it's because it's a, it's 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 not supposed to exist and we're also the top of the food chain, basically, besides bears. But bears aren't super smart. So to see something that right. looks human and it's twice the size of you, it is a psychological yeah. blow to all kinds of, 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 I think, mental things you put in place. Like, A, it, it looks like a person, you know? 
if you're in the jungle and you see a, a giant silverback gorilla, yeah. um, I, I suppose that would be terrifying too. But if you had a gun, would would it matter? Gorillas are quite smart. You're talking like you're seeing something that's closer to you in DNA than even a gorilla. It looks has more like a human face, and it's got the big, broad shoulders. Huh. I mean, it basically looks like Harry it and the Henderson. It walks upright. It doesn't, it doesn't run on its knuckles or anything. So it's a homo erectus. Uh, bipedal. And there's so many people who devote their life to it. This is what I think is interesting. I've listened to this podcast, and the guy says that kids will have encounters, and then the rest of their life they pursue the subject. So hmm. because they had this thing happen to him when they were kids. Like this one guy was talking about how he was sledding on this hill with his buddy, and he turned around to like make sure he was on his sled, and he was kind of getting into the sled, and he saw it in the trees, looked at him, he saw it, and he knew clear as day what it was, and it smiled at him. That's an aggressive thing to do. If, it's show, showing your teeth, yeah. Bearing your teeth. So yeah. he knew, shit, get out of here. And he said, that, that's haunt, that image has haunted me my, my whole life, my whole adult life. I, I see that it's image. Creepy so, animals. People's lives are changed by this experience. If they're smart and hiding all the time and scaring kids, are they evil? Shouldn't we just kill them all if we found them? <laughs> that is some of the theories out there that they are killing him. In fact, oh, the bigger conspiracy. Uh, they're killing them and they don't want the public to know about it. There is a guy that's writing a book to try to prove that the species exists based on forensic evidence. Okay. Of disappearances of people. And he, he lays out like a thousand cases where people go hiking in the woods and they don't come back. So some of them think that there are ones that are really aggressive and they will, they're like, they look like orcs in Lord of the Rings and they'll freaking rip your head off. You know, wow. and then there's ones that are like the cuddly Northwest ones that live in your backyard that are just kind of like Harry and the Hendersons and then just kind of <laughs> mosey on their way. So, yeah, it's kind of like the rabbit hole goes pretty deep and it's yeah. just a matter of am I willing to take off my blinders of I'm right and they're wrong and go down the rabbit trail. But the thing is, uh, uh, science does not acquiesce, it does not give in easily. No, to to a th to a theory. It has to be pr testable and provable. And that's the way I kind of approach things that I don't understand. I go, okay, prove it to me. Sure. And I, I will I will believe it, but it has to be testable. And this is, I mean, this is the same thing with faith. You can't really prove it. It has, there, there has to be some, so you have faith that it exists. And uh, I would yeah. say I'm on the other side saying, uh, I, I don't have faith until I can until you can point to me some some reason why if like if we have dinosaur bones we should have we should have bigfoot bones if there's been thousands of them in our in our you know well some say that's kind of what the neanderthal bones are part of is that it's these ancient race of giants which are connected to the bigfoot and which go Wait, we all have the way giant back. neanderthal bones yeah i, I mean, thought they, they were all, those... i thought they were all small like you know lucy and the ones that are like they're super 4 foot tall there was one episode I listened to on that podcast I listened to. He was a bones expert, and he was talking about how they... That was why I knew about the Native American burial sites, because they're not allowed in them, and he wants to get into them and excavate them and learn about the bones, but he can't. Hmm. And he goes all around the world talking about bones, and he thinks that they're... He believes in, in the Bigfoot, and th there's a lot of reasons why they don't have bones. One is they could be smart enough to bury their own dead. Right. 
so you would never know. And there are other animals that bury their own their own dead. Right. And the intelligence level of these animals is greater than anything we know. For instance, I've listened to episodes where guys say that they mimic voices. So a guy right. was an old man. He would call his dog out. And then at night, he said he would hear his dogs being called. Really? At the cabin. He's like, I live in the middle of the woods. I don't have any neighbors. And something in the woods is calling my dog's name. But it sounds like this weird deeper growl. The the little tingle that you get when you hear that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of like a buzz, right? And so you go, oh, I want to hear, I want to hear more of those stories. Those are, woo, what do we, we don't know stuff. Like let's, there's, there's this fear and this like little sensationalism yeah, yeah. and this tingle. And I think that's what attracts so many people because people just want to believe. They just want all these stories are so fascinating. These old guys don't want it. They're, they're out, they've lived in the woods their whole life and then they moved well, into yeah, a new yeah. house. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they have these problems where they're like, terrified and they do prey on old and weak and young and the like any law in nature they herd out the the least aggressive one and that one's dinner for the for the herd or whatever so like, do you think they're meat eaters well that's what they say is they they go after deer and they're a primate they follow the rain belts they like the northeast is perfect territory it rains all the right. time heav- heavily forested plenty of deer plenty of food plenty of water that's where they right. stay and then they can hide in the, the woods basically forever and get seen very little and travel around at night, and they're fine. If they're, if they're nocturnal. Yeah, there's plenty of food, there's plenty of shelter, there's plenty of water. None of that makes me go, oh, that's impossible. Like, So what about the Bigfoot videos? Do you think, like, because, you know, we've see, we all seen the one where... So the original one... Yeah. So here's what people don't realize. The one that's... It's, it's Robert Gimlin filmed this video back right. in the 60s, the late 60s. Right. This is the, like, premiere Bigfoot video where... It's walking and it's looking backwards. And then it turns, but it turns like an ape kind of with the whole torso. Yeah. As opposed to just its. Because they don't really have a neck. So there's a lots of little differences between their body structure and ours. I thought I heard somewhere like someone came out and said, yeah, that was we had a costume. It was totally someone did do that. But one of the guys is still alive and he still goes all over the place and talks about how it was real and the other guy went to his deathbed saying that it was real and and um but in the video what people don't realize is it's a female it has breasts in the video right so if you go online and you look at the and you look at the photo and you blow it up it's actually got breasts and when in one guy showed that when it walks the actual breasts move and the flesh it's like a the actual flesh of the body is moving in a way that's like anatomically correct they right. didn't have anything like that until like recently in terms of costumes. Right. Where like physical right. anatomy actually responded in ways. So there's little things like that to suggest that that is actually a real like real. That's what that's that's it. That's what you're looking at. Huh. And it was a female who was trying to lead them out of the way because one guy's theory is there is a male in the back and then there's kids over by the other side. And the, the female's trying to lead these guys away from her kids. Huh. Into a trap where they might totally get 
ambushed by the by the. Well, I mean that that, that is a lot of speculation sure, sure. over a five but second grainy video from the seventies. Why the female isn't? But that's is that the only video that like no, people? No, no, that, no, like, no. There's tons of them. Is not they the, look they look fake. They they the animal itself looks fake. It, it almost. It'd almost be like if you've never seen a rhinoceros and then someone filmed it, you go, that looks like a plastic dog toy that's giant. You know what I mean? <laughs> a giant leather dog toy. It just toy. looks doesn't look real. You know what I'm saying? Like the first time you saw an elephant, you're yeah. like, that doesn't look like a real animal. But I guess it is, you know? Yeah. So when people see them, they look like giant Wookiees. They don't. Yeah. And you're like, that's a Wookiee. That's a guy in a Wookiee costume. And it's like, no, that's an actual animal. Oh, wait. Chewbacca mom. <laughs> so so if you have that going against it, it would be like, oh, here's this thing that looks, you know, uh, there's so many things in the ocean that look like that. They, it's like, oh, that looks so weird. But I guess that's but what I, that is. I haven't seen any any video that like was more appealing than that video from the 70s, at least. I'm saying that and... it was a particular situation where the reason they think it didn't run away and it was a really long shot of a Bigfoot because that particular right. situation, she was strategically trying to lead them away. And most of the time when there's a video camera, it's just a flash and then they take off. But there's plenty of stuff on YouTube. But how do you know what's legit and what's not legit? That's the problem. Well, they, there's been so many proven to be faked by people who want the ruse they want the yeah. they want to give people the buzz and like scare people or yeah 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 and they'll they'll put it together and I, that's what that's the way i see the conspiracy it's not hiding the truth that the animal exists it's creating the falsehood that it exists that's the conspiracy that i see is that so many of these people have been faking all this data and they get they get exposed but the people who believe in it the still believe they don't they're not dissuaded so there is something there they're not dissuaded by the fakers but at the same time, the community that surrounds the Bigfoot believers uh, seems to be self-supporting and motivated by to the point of faking data and faking videos and footprints. There's been a few people who've done that, but it's not like a the footprint. Yeah, there's like people who dress up in the ghillie suit or whatever, and they run around. And now, if there is if there is an animal that is smart. That is nocturnal, that runs away when you see it. it. It's it's likely that it does not want to be discovered if it exists, and so that's why it's so evasive. But the fact that there's a conspiracy of people who are trying to withhold that just goes along with the whole sensationalist little shock of fear, little goosebumps in the back of the neck. Oh, they're hiding. There stuff is from some me. data in national and state parks where these things could pose a threat that they are on the top of the food chain. And it would significantly scare people. But that's bears. I mean, don't feed the bears. Don't mm, feed the don't feed the coyotes. Yeah, don't feed the cougars. Don't feed the trolls. But <laughs> the thing the is, trolls. Matt, is you're talking an animal that is smarter than you. If it existed and was proven to be uh, shot or, or or videotaped in a national park, that national park would get so much money from tourism and traveling there and people wanting to see this thing. Like, it maybe it. I don't maybe. think I don't think that's a an excuse. Like our national parks would lose money if they thought a dangerous animal. No episodes that's... I've listened to with the ex park rangers and stuff come on. They would say I shredded a lot of evidence of of sightings. 
We didn't keep it around. Why? My boss would pull me aside and said, we don't want these things protected. If they get protected, then things can't change. We lose our jobs. If there's an abduction, some kid goes missing, turns out to be some kind of weird animal. People stop coming because there was this kidnapping. Yeah, people get bears. Bears get people all the I'm time. I'm just telling you that, like, those are the, some of the things I've heard from guys on the podcast. I probably listened to at least, I don't know, I would say over the couple of years, I probably listened to 50 or 60 episodes. And I've heard everything from Marines saying they were in, they couldn't give their name and stuff because they were part of, like, some sort of secret co op to go in at night in some of these areas and kill them. And there's, 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 there's reasons why I think the government doesn't want it out or kind of wants to clean it up. I'm not 100% sure why that is, but... Yeah, I mean, there are people that are just bent towards conspiracy, and their minds are just naturally going to make up some massive... Like, I'm just such a skeptic when it comes to, like, big inter-network of conspiracy. Like, But we're not talking inter-network. We're just talking, like, people in the parks and national forests going, look, these animals probably exist. You know, we don't want to create a stink we don't want to create a problem it's easier just to pretend like but they... the cover-up gets bigger and bigger and bigger every year with more people who know about it but aren't saying anything and i think we're there i think people are starting to see it and starting to call it out and then everyone has a cell phone with a nice camera on it now so we're starting yeah to... and that's the thing is if if in the next 10 years there is not physical evidence there's not a chance it exists oh, <laughs> there is not Let's a see. chance but you're going to see better cell phones filming the same scared reaction, which is your heart starts beating. You see this thing in the bushes. It's not a clear view because you're in the bushes and you try to film and you get so this is video it, online. Is it warm-blooded? And you're like, oh. Uh. It would be a mammal. Yeah. So people would have to go in with infrared, which they do, I think, on those shows. Yeah, so they have and filmed And they never them find anything on those shows. They just get scared and run away. Oh, that show sucks. <laughs> I don't agree with you there. That show it's like is the so ghost, terrible. the ghost hunters show where they they never find anything. They're yeah. like, "What was that?" And then they're like, "Oh, I'm getting out of here." <laughs> yeah, it's like Blair Witch Project. It's just it, it, it's not very good. I'm just saying there are reasons why information is pushed down. Like here's where I would debate with you, and this is what I think. Like I get into fights with uh, a couple guys in my band about this stuff. Look at the DNC. Look at all the the political insides and the movements and things coming out and Julian Assange and from you know WikiLeaks and stuff trying to say, look, here's ten people who have died who are close to this organization right. randomly. You don't think there is power and consolidation and money and that influences? No one's saying. I'm not saying conspiracy theories. I'm saying there's a lot of power over these state and local parks and they don't want they don't want things. Look at the look at the standoff in in Oregon where the guys take right. over the militia. Like right. there's a lot of power there and they don't want anything messing that up. Well, I just And that's not conspiracy, dude. That's just power and money. Desires I think are always there to protect yourself, to protect your 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 livelihood, and that's just human nature. Yeah. But when it comes to more and more people having to lie, like Here's the thing, like WikiLeaks is WikiLeaks leaking all the leaks. You know, everything's leaked. There's nothing that, that is so tight that we don't know about it. Now, we call yeah. that a conspiracy theory. It was a conspiracy theory that Clinton and Monica Lewinsky had a, um, a relationship. 
until it became clear that it was reality. But it was found out. If the president of the United States cannot cover up uh, the, the fact that he was uh, having extramarital relations, then yeah. he, the most powerful man in the free world can't cover it up. It, absolutely some park ranger is not going to be able to cover up uh, the existence of a giant, of ten, what do you say, 15,000 well, giant eight-foot primates living in the forest. The physical data is going to come out if it no, exists. No, 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 no. It's, it's more like don't, don't report that. Why? We just don't want that out here. Well, okay. they are reporting it though. They're talking about it, but we need to. See no, the no, 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 no. I'm saying like, don't keep this evidence. Like, someone comes in and says, "Last night I was camping in your campsite, and this giant ten foot tall creature walked away with my food, my my cooler." Cool. Thanks for letting us know. He makes the report, and his boss goes, "Don't keep that report. Why? We don't want that stuff out in here and getting out. We don't want that kind of drama here." We just that's, don't do that. You know what I mean? That's that's the kind of thing people are saying. It's just like even little taking reports, keeping paperwork around. Yeah. You just kind of shuffled it to the back. Like, well, it's going to create those a problem. It's going to create an issue. Those stories still get shared. They get shared, they get on, shared. They get shared on the blogs. They get shared on the podcasts. They get shared. Those stories are still shared. I'm just saying no one's hiding physical evidence. They're hiding anecdotal stories well, and reports. Well, there's this... If if we really were a, a huge podcast, there's this professor who teaches in Idaho on this subject, and he actually has all the footprints, and he uses forensic collective science to say, look, these exist. Here's a footprint that can't be faked. Here's the casting of it. Here are the, here are the ridges in the feet, which are basically like fingerprints, which you can't fake, and right. here it is. Here is an actual, and everyone goes, nah, I still won't touch it. They still, science still won't touch the subject with the 10-foot pole. And I'm surprised the guy still has a job and can teach at a public university. He has a footprint. No, he has hundreds of footprints. Oh, that are all, like, similar? Yeah, so, like, people will find a really good one. They'll cast it in, like, a, a, a mold, and they'll send it to him. And he'll look under it from the microscope and say, here is where it got the, the, the animal cut its foot and had the scar because right. it got healed. Or the toe prints, you can see them, and still science won't touch it. And he has hair samples and all kinds of things. I think until you actually bring a dead body out, the way our science community is, it's so afraid that it won't touch something until it's 100% nah, sure it's going to be right. I think it's a right. misconception because I think I don't know. science, the whole scientific method is to prove something wrong. Everybody wants to be right by proving another scientific theory wrong and the only way you test a theory and see if it holds up is to throw your best attack of proving it i mean false. what i'm trying to say is science as a whole collectively won't look at the evidence we do have and say that's some pretty good physical evidence right people have gone to jail and served 50 year terms for murder with way less evidence Right, but the person, they had the dead body of the person. Like, the, the evidence was there that a murder occurred. But we listened to the first season of um, a Serial, and basically... Adnan. ...goes to jail on Jay's testimony and and a cell phone tower. Right. And that was way less physical evidence than they have to prove this animal exists. They've got video footage of it. Right, but they did have a dead body of a girl. 
who was his girlfriend. So, But what I'm saying, though, is that's all they have. They said, this guy's connected to this girl. It's got to be him, basically. They didn't actually have a girlfriend. And then then there's the stats that, like, 95% of the time, it's someone close to the person. Okay, totally. But what I'm saying is it's all theory to to prove this person's guilty. There's really no photos. There's really no... Sure, sure, sure. There's very little physical evidence. But it corroborated with a guy who said... He told me to hide the body. Like, he, but what like, I'm saying is, it all comes down to a physical person saying they saw something happen, and this is right. why it happened, and this makes sense. And this has happened thousands and thousands of times where adult, grown people. What the hair? The hair is proven to be like from some other because there's DNA in hair. Unknown DNA. Yeah. Unknown, unknown DNA in the hair. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that on many of these shows, and it's hard to at this point. It's 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 a mute point because people are like, that could be anything, you know. I don't know. That could, it could be be some possum. DNA tests aren't perfect. So they go, oh, someone could have tampered with the sample. Who knows? You know what I'm saying? So it's like. So they couldn't find the species. They tested the hair and couldn't find the species. Yeah. I've seen a couple of those where they've, they've, they've proven that. But it's like, you know, because these guys, these things crawl over fences and there's this hair, long right. pieces of hair stuck on a tree or a barbed wire fence. And they're like, let's test it out but then you know you got to send it in and someone has to kind of test it and then send it back and then it's like well what science facility tested this dna well they're not credible you know right it doesn't matter people aren't even focusing on that anymore because the physical evidence from everything i've read isn't enough but that's what i'm trying to say though is western science needs the body and if you look at the whole field of cryptozoology so like right the giant panda would have fallen under cryptozoology because it was known the great apes the giant gorillas the giant gorillas that were deep in the jungle yeah there's a there's a whole slew of animals that that the locals knew about right but none of the like the white guys and for years they gathered a lot of signed statements and tapes from people who had seen bigfoot or his tracks but still no sightings and no filmed photographs and they knew they must bring a lot better proof back. You can ride from Canada to Northern California, all up and down the Cascade Range. But if you go alone, friend, I'm here to warn you. Look out for the thing with a Bigfoot name. Look out for the thing with Until it's registered, name. until we at least have uh, a, anything, a thigh bone. Oh, we found this giant thigh bone. Test it. It's not human, but it's, it seems like it's from a, a, a mammal, that a bipedal mammal. And it's huge. Like, it's, oh, my gosh, this thing must be nine feet tall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Then I go, okay. Oh, my gosh. Well, That's crazy. Well, they ha- That's evidence for Bigfoot. Well, they have, they have supposedly there's this, uh, these monks in the Himalayas, actually, at a monastery have a head of a Yeti, the skull of a Yeti, and they keep it in this thing. No way. Yeah. Like they can't, like, they, but they won't let people see it. No, or test it, it's, or what? it's kind of part of the monastery. It's got a little bit, it's kind of a holy relic at this point. But right. basically, people in the Himalayas up there, they don't, they lock their doors at night and they go to bed and they don't go out. And it's kind of known huh. in that society that, like, you go out, you're going to see, you're going to, you're going to see the giant abominable snowman. And right. um, they don't need no white guy coming in to tell them to lock their door at night. And right, maybe right. perhaps there is some superstition involved. Maybe perhaps it's a local legend. But you have people who've seen it enough times to go, this thing exists, just like people going off into the woods knew the giant pandas existed. Right. And there's that in, in the Congo, people say that they see that um, Plesiosaurus or whatever, that water dinosaur out in the Congo swimming around. 
Really? Yeah, I don't know if you've read about that, but like it's in 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 the freshwater. It's a jungle oh, the Congo river. river. That's basically yeah. The locals who live in and around it see these uh, big giant water dinosaurs that come out with their neck. They look like uh, probably look like the Loch Ness monster, right? Which I think is just a an underwater dinosaur that has survived and uh, is probably super smart and fast. And because hundreds of people have seen that animal, um, right? And that's not just uh, based on someone who took a fake photo. Um, but you have right, all these. But I just think, like scientifically, if one person comes out and swears to God they see something, and it's this big news story. Then I think the power of suggestion, I mean, I'm just saying it could it could be that like they have this image that this other person has put in their brain and then they're they look yeah. out and they see that image projected into the water and it, it they have a real gut reaction to it, but it's not actually there. Like how many times have you blacked out in your life and not remembered what happened? You know what I mean? Like Right. Maybe once or twice if you had too much to drink or something and you couldn't remember right. or I mean, yesterday I, I I was walking around the corner and there was this giant snake and I like I didn't not see that snake, you know right. like I saw that snake I know what it is and I had a lot of it was startled me because I was totally in a different headspace and did not even think right. that there would be a snake in this in this spot. I know what that looks like and I'm and I'm talking right. like ranchers, police officers, firefighters, teachers, people who were like. I've been living in the woods for 25 yeah. years. I've seen everything out here. Yeah, this thing... you got the, the uneducated and the educated all have experiences. Science cannot, does not have room for things that cannot be, uh, that you cannot uh, test using the scientific method of empirical But you can on Bigfoot and they won't do it. You're looking to science it. to do something that it literally cannot do. It answers questions that you can test. And if you cannot test it, there's no amount of anecdotal evidence or eyewitnesses that will help. It might help you in a court of law, might help you in the justice uh, system, not yeah. in the scientific community. The scientific community does not work like that. So you can't say, I wish science was like that, because then you're saying, I wish science was not science. There are some scientists that believe it exists based <laughs> on the physical evidence, and there's some scientists that won't, and so it's kind of in a stalemate. Well, they don't, yeah, but the community won't ask, acquiesce until published in these journals are extensive studies of of whatever DNA it is. Yeah. And that will happen if it exists i guarantee but it, the scientific community will somebody will pioneer it and he'll be known as the bigfoot guy and he'll go down in history and his whole life will be so much more valuable for discovering and really pioneering the scientific discovery of the bigfoot and every scientific person wants to be that guy they yeah, do they're they not do, trying to like do, hold but, it down but at the same time you Nobody know, believed have, me, but I proved it. Here it is, you know? I don't know. There have been people who say they've been there. I, this is this is somewhere where I know you'll easily discredit these stories, but there are people who have gotten that point. They have produced a body, and the body disappears. So, um, it's what they say, yeah. 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 So, but I, and, but that, and then, I don't then talk I go, about Then that. I go, who wants the body to disappear? I don't understand why you well, would disappear bodies it doesn't make any sense especially not the scientific community okay okay here's here's so the then reason. it's the government here's a reason here's a reason it's always here's a reason. the government i heard a story about a kid who disappeared in the smoky mountains back in the 70s with his family it's kind of a terrible story actually um 
he was hiking with his dad at twilight he stopped they met another family out there kids were playing tag kid just disappears don't know where he is dad's running around the campsite basically they're in the woods by themselves kids gone they call the park rangers park rangers show up and within the next day a thousand green berets came in and literally looked all over the place armed with you know heavy guns and the guy doing the interview on this podcast was saying why were these guys why do they need a thousand green berets to look for one missing child and why were they armed and where did they come from right and the state parks were like we don't know we didn't have anything to do with them they were completely by themselves so there's all these instances where you have sure but maybe there was an AWOL um marine who escaped and they were looking for him and then the kid maybe he took the kid hostage and you know i mean there's a million ways to answer that but if you if you want it to be bigfoot it'll always be bigfoot (laughs) well the guy who wrote this book he's an ex-detective and so he has all these lists of rules where he won't talk about things unless they all fall under they have all these things in common so he tries to do all that work for you matt because i know you're skeptical he tries to say here's all of the reasons i do this the way i do so skeptics can't say oh this is just this right right he's saying no look they only looked in this small area there was no other there was nothing else that it could have been there was nothing else that they were worried about they didn't communicate with the local state parks they were doing their own thing. They had their own investigation. They wouldn't talk to anybody, and then they packed up and left, and they didn't find anything. So there is reason to suggest that lots of people don't want this out. I don't know really why, but they don't want it out there. Well, that's and, what we always assume. We go, if we don't have the information, it's because somebody out there is withholding the data. And to me, I think there's other reasons why you don't have the information yet. It's not that people are withholding or covering up or hiding it for some weird reason that you have to come up with, uh, whether it be attendance at state parks or fear of the population, which I think is totally, it it would be the other way. People would flock to to see these new creatures. I doubt it. People are stupid. They, 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 They take animals from parks and put them in the back of their their car because they think they're cold and this, like dangerous animals you know but some of it is to suggest that if if some of these disappearances are linked to this animal like you do go to yosemite like i think there was like 65 different disappearances last year like unsolved mysteries in the state and local parks we're talking unsolved we're talking like no evidence person's gone nothing no physical evidence left they just disappeared. They just disappeared. But I, mean, I, I mean, I think human on human on human crime is, you know, a lot of times people who are into abducting. He's folks, talking about stories where like kids. people are together, go around corners, four minutes down the trail, five minutes down the trail, like within earshot, gone. Right. No, nothing. Yeah. You know, some chloroform and a, uh, a rag. <laughs> And the guy sees the family going up because oh, I could easily take this kid, knock him out, hide behind a tree, wait till they pass. You're talking like this is this is happening in some areas, not everywhere. There's not disappearances right. all over the place that are chloroform guys. You're talking right. clusters, clusters of disappearances in specific areas. Sure. Well, in the wilderness, it would be the easiest way. I mean, there was that there was that uh, on the Appalachian Trail that murderer guy that would abduct people from their tents and stuff. I mean, in the wilderness, it's it's easier because there's no 
police that are going to come get you. You know, you can hide out. But I mean, that's that's me devil's advocating everything that you're saying because that's my job. But, you know, it, and I'm I'm unconvinced, but I would say on the scale of one to 100, I might be one or two percent more convinced than I was before we started this conversation. All right, yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, I mean, here's the thing, though, like think back to the book you read with the guy like that guy. Yeah. Say you're friends with that guy and that guy tells you a story. He's sure. like, hey, I was hiking through the. Well, that's the thing. I believe him that he felt it was real, but I cannot. No, it's either he saw animals or he's crazy. It's really no, no. It's not. It's not binary like that. It's you actually. Your brain was hallucinating. You were starving. No, 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 no. He has a whole detailed account account of his whole hike. There's yeah. no hallucinating happening in the, the brain whole is crazy. The people no, can group hallucinate. No, no, you're saying the brain is only crazy when it sees something that I have not read about in a text. I'm just saying it is very possible scientifically. People on LSD do it all the time. They all trip over the same thing that they're seeing <laughs> that doesn't exist. No, the brain. No, no, it, no. It, it is within the brain's realm of possibility that that a hallucination that could feel very real, look very real, even touch all of your senses. Uh, could not be actually physically true. And so in those situations, you would have people describing all kinds of weird animals, but you can maybe if you suggest to them, it's an eight foot ape before they have the hallucination. But you're talking people that don't know that's what they are. Like they don't have any, you never know. There's a, there's the subconscious is always hearing things and picking things up. I mean, how many times you have a dream you go, Oh my gosh. Well, why was that thing in my dream? Well, your subconscious picked it up. I mean, you see, it's more in pop culture now, commercials and stuff. So you see them on TV and whatever, like the beef jerky commercials and that kind of thing. Right, right. But uh, I'm talking like, in my mind, I don't think people just are sporadically going crazy for a split second, seeing something and then coming back and going, oh, I just had this like mystical moment where I saw these family of yetis in the woods. Like, no. No one thinks it wasn't real. That's what I'm not saying people are, I mean, I know there are liars. But I'm saying a lot of these people are actually scared. You can see the fear in their eyes. They actually believe they saw something. They actually know what they saw. And you could never convince them otherwise. And that's fine. That does not mean that that thing that they saw exists. Yeah, and I'm saying it's a, it's, it's, it's a law of percentages to go back in the beginning. I'm saying you have a whole town hall of people. You have 50 people raising their hands saying they saw this creature. And then you have to say... All out of all 50 people in this room, do they all have a fear-based experience and they hallucinated? Or did 10% of the people have a fear-based situation? They saw a bear, they saw something else. But 40, 40 of these people, the, re- the reindeer, they saw something. And right. it's dis- it's consistently described as, oh, this creature that somebody 200 years ago described seeing in the newspaper in Washington sure. And it's documented in the local paper. So I'm talking hundreds of years of seeing the same animal. Hey, there, there's something there worth investigating, and I, I hope, I hope they investigate it enough. I hope they go out and catch <laughs> one, and I hope we can all celebrate and say, "See, it was true. I had yeah. my doubts, but yeah. now I cannot doubt it anymore." Um, 
even though people will still doubt it after the after the the bone structure has been created, because there's some people out there that believe dinosaurs never existed. They were just a fabrication uh, conspiracy by the scientific community to prove that God uh, didn't create the world. So there's always going to be people saying I don't believe or I do believe, regardless of data. But yeah. let's all hope for the data to come down the pike, and we can grab on and accept it. You're so Western for our exactly. For our um, our patrons, our listeners out there, we would love to hear if you've ever had an experience in the wilderness with a Sasquatch Bigfoot Yeti. Or a friend or someone you trust. We would love to hear your stories because we feel like if we can get some of your stories, um, it help it just helps clarify some things. And uh, I think it's more personal. We can understand. We trust you guys um, that you're not going to sell us some some line of BS. So <laughs> you can share your opinion with us. Uh, just shoot us an email at don't email the trolls at gmail.com and we'd love to hear from you. Uh, yeah. as always patreon.com slash don't feed the trolls. Uh, support our podcast. It's free. And if you liked conversations like this one, uh, we have some extra ones up on our Patreon for people who back us on a monthly I just want to say something really fast. The last episode we did, the pop view, that's kind of an example of a more edited podcast. It takes a little bit more time. Right. Thoughts, digging up videos, connecting them with other ideas. Right. Those are the podcast episodes that are the most fun and the most entertaining and the most, uh, they take the longest of time. And time is money. We're trying to find a balance between producing really good shows, but kind of connecting things, making people go, oh, I didn't think about that. I didn't think about how Chewbacca Mom and Biff and all these things kind of connected together. And that's that was an interesting 30, 40 minutes. Right. So that's why we're talking about the Patreon. If you have a couple bucks, right now we're averaging around 3,000-ish listens per episode. Yep. So there's about 3,000 people. If everyone gave us a dollar, man, we could produce some amazing shows. We could spend a lot of time on it. We could make them better and better and better. So if you love what we're doing, that's why we talk about Patreon. Not really to just guilt trip everybody. We want to get better and, and do better and shows. we can really only get better with your help because we don't have ads or other people buying, purchasing content. on our, we just, We're just we really just here for you guys. So if you like it and you want to support it and you want to help us get better and make cool stuff, be a part of our team. Patreon.com slash don't feed the trolls. And uh, the truth is out there. Go find it. But be careful. They're, they're man-eating apes in your forest don't feed the bigfoot <laughs> <laughs>